Welcome, welcome to the Social Living Podcast. I am your host, Julian Green, and I have my co-host here, Jamal Lawrence. How are we doing, Jam? Good, man. It's a, it's a great day. We started the week well, man. Someone's shining. I felt like someone was here, but yeah, it's a great one today. But no, I'm all good. Agreed. I'm all good. Agreed. How agreed. Seems you. Yeah, not too bad, man. Not too bad. I definitely agree with you on that statement because... Like, it was sunny and shining over here in London, I guess. Yesterday it was anyway. Monday was a bit gloomy. And I thought, you know what? We're getting into spring. The days are longer. This is looking nice. Mm. I'm getting, I'm happy. Do you know what I mean? And then today it's like, I'm working from home. I have to switch the light on. It's two in the afternoon. It's like, what's going on? Mm. <laughs> it's, like, it's, like, it's, it's like we're in winter all over again, you know? Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, definitely. It is what it is. Um, we got a lot. We got a lot to talk about, man. We got to bang this one out. We got a lot to talk about. So much of so much has been happening over the last two weeks. I think since we last caught up. So mm. yeah, man. Let's should we should we should we get into should we get into I guess the obvious Russia. Yeah, man. Ukraine, Let's dive into it. Russia, Ukraine. Did you ever think in your lifetime you'll ever see a war? like this not so close to home obviously we've all seen it how we've we've kind of used the ukraine russia war and compared it against other wars that have been going on in the world so i've always been aware of those but i i never thought there would be i'd live through one so close to home it's probably the answer yeah. so no it's been it was a shock to me that it, it actually went ahead because i know there was it's, there's been a lot of talk about this for a while and I just didn't think Putin would make that move. I thought it might have been a cyber war. I thought they I thought we moved on from that, like in in Europe anyway. But yeah, yeah, the fact that he's 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 brought it to where it is now and the destruction he's caused in the last two weeks is a madness. Madness. What about 100%. you? What are your thoughts? For me, um I I can't say I didn't I didn't know. I don't, I, don't, I probably didn't put much into into like another war kind of coming um i didn't i didn't i wasn't sure but then at the same time what i do know about putin i would have thought he's the person to do that do you know what i mean i just feel like yeah. when it comes to being an alpha male and a leader i feel like he's one of those guys you know you see him jumping into like ice uh, like ice, like what's it called? Uh, like in Antarctica, where you like jump on like water, ice water. I don't know what you mm. call it. Um, you see him doing that and tackling bears and stuff. Like, you know, mm. it's a big difference to what we have over here in the UK, and it? it's a massive difference. Like, mm. um, we got someone like Boris Johnson who maybe on a one on one fight, you might think, yeah, I can, I can, I could take this guy, but someone like mm. Putin is like, yeah, you probably think twice. You know what I mean? Mm. So, um, yeah, it, it, it surprised me, but then it didn't surprise me at the same time. And if I go by any of any of Putin's previous behaviors, it's kind of like, okay, yeah, then this is something that I expect. Um, I think a lot of things interest me about the situation. Um, obviously, it, it, it's a sad situation, especially for those who are directly affected those in Ukraine, um, I do hope that they're able to 
find aid um not not only just aid but they're also able to just find safety as well like um and, it, and i guess that leads me to the the question of the of the of the podcast today because like when you are in that situation you are dealt like cards and you have choices and you know some people will be willing to fight and and some people will be willing to you know what i'm just going to leave so yeah like it poses that question isn't it like what are you willing to die for and would you would you go to war whether it be for your own country um or you know or anything else so yeah like i think like if you were in if you were in ukraine right now jam like what would your what would your move be but it's mad because obviously you as a man you can't really move too much <laughs> you're, you're trapped <laughs> um while well, we are anyway with our ages but i'd in my head if it would come over if this was the uk and the uk were at war with a, a neighboring country i wouldn't feel comfortable fighting for for the country but what i would feel comfortable is would be fighting for my family and ensuring they're they're safe so it, it could look it could be the same thing but morally i don't think i could go to war to fight for to fight a war i have no interest in in being in and that i guess the dictators above me have kind of set and and, and put in place but if it came down to looking after my family that would be something i'd have to do but it's it's been it's been honorable seeing seeing some of the guys and girls in Ukraine willing to fight for their country because you can see there's that love and that passion and that respect oh. for the for the country they live in and it's good to see it's just I don't feel that same that, that same love and respect in in the UK but um yeah it would be it would be interesting to see how that would go down in the UK and see what yeah. like the uptake of people putting themselves forward to be and also seeing what what backgrounds they come from obviously the English guys and girls will like they they they'd be there in numbers, but it'd be interesting to see what the minority population is like in terms of putting their name forward to fight for the country. Yeah, but, I, um, think, uh, I think yeah, if you're if you're a minority, I feel like it makes it a little bit more complex for you, um, especially mm. if you're in a, in a country that has colonized the country that you might originate from. You know, so mm. you might find it hard, but then on the other hand you know you could argue you know a place like england or the uk has given you so much and it might be all that you've ever known so if someone tries to infiltrate that and change that and try to offer a different way of life that you don't agree with you might be like you know what i'm going to go to war for this um mm. i think um there's there's i feel like in today's day and age and what war looks like today compared to what war looked like uh, you know i guess 100 years ago I feel like it's two different things. And I feel like that that will he- weigh heavily on my brain when it comes to making a decision as to what and how I would uh, I would die for something. Um, you know, today's episode, we are live on stereo and we are, we do have a lot of so we have comments coming in as well. So um I wanna I wanna uh, load up this first this first comment from Landsway and see what he, he has to say. Well, do you feel like the UK represents you well? Um, you know, do you feel like the UK is a nation that would deserve your livelihood? Or do you think that the UK has proven to you they don't give a fuck about you and the first chance that they 
um, are under attack and um, are about to go down and they're going to throw you under the bus with them. Um, you know, you got to look at it for each individual aspect of how am I going to get taken care of? Because as soon as you convince a person that their livelihood is going to change or their livelihood is going to be threatened, then that's when you're compelled to go to war. Then that's when you're compelled to uh, go to arms and and really pick up the fight. You know, you can tell these people for years and warning, like, I'm going to attack you. I'm going to attack you. I'm going to attack you. They're going to prepare. Yeah, yeah. But until they see it in front of their face, you know, that's just a, a, a blanket in front of anyone at this point. That's an interesting yeah. point. Interesting point. And just to answer uh, your first question, Lansway, about if the UK represents me well, I think British culture as a whole, I don't think we're in, uh, me as a black person, is I don't think I'm in a place where I, I feel comfortable being a black person knowing that I'm going to be respected by my counterparts. And I think history has kind of shown that lack of respect with within the black community and, and other minority communities. Um, but then within black British culture, I feel like we're starting to, to, to pave our way and I guess learn from the, the, the lessons our, our parents and grandparents have kind of, kind of gone through to, to have our own voice and, and being able to speak out about certain things and, and creating our own pathways. I think over time it will get better and I feel like the country will represent me more as we get older but at this moment in time i don't think that representation is there fully and we've seen it from from the, just the guys in the spotlight we've seen it with raheem sterling over the years lukaku uh with just to mention a few footballers but uh megan markle as well to to add that into the mix so yeah i think i think we will get there but not, at this moment in time i don't think um I, I feel represented within within the country but yeah it's a strong question man it's a strong question what about you jules it for for me, um, I don't. I, I feel like I, I agree with everything you just said there. You know, because we we definitely are in a situation where we're paving the way. Um, the representation isn't quite there for me to be able to want to fight for this country. Uh, there's going to be so many people right now that disagree with what I'm saying. Um, especially like you know, people that might be in your network and stuff because they don't understand it from your point of view. But mm. for me. I feel like, um, obviously, I, you know, our grandparents came here to, to give us a better lives and, and you can argue that we do have better lives here. Um, but at the same time, we, we know our history and we know that we're in a country that colonised our country and changed our livelihoods to the point where we don't know, we only know our bloodline up to a certain point. And that makes it very, mm -hmm. very difficult to want to fight for that same country. You know what I mean? It makes it very, very difficult. So if this situation was brought, you know, if England was to go to war now, um, it'd be very difficult for me to volunteer and say, look, yeah, put me up. Let's go. Let's fight. Um, I'm more likely to try and find a way to um, migrate to a, a different country um, if possible. Um, and also as well, the technology that we have today, some wars, I, I'm not going to war with guns and bullets, like people have weapons of, <laughs> I don't want to say mass destruction, but 
people it's mass destructive but it, people have like nuclear weapons and wars are fought in very uh, in in different ways like even the uk's reaction to this ukraine and russia war and they're putting sanctions on russian businessmen or oligarchs as you call it they put in sanctions on those guys to hold all their assets and stuff that's a different war do you know what i mean that's different that you that's not a war with bullets and guns you know it's like it's like they're 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 interfering with the war to try and i guess influence these people who are of influence to try and stop putin from you know having like doing this war but it's not it's not enough if you know what i mean so right now we're going to be seeing trade wars with oil with electricity with all these different supplies of energy that the uk relies on the us relies on there's going to be some big like this is just the beginning we're only three weeks into this war um how how, how long do most wars last like <laughs> years decades right um i'm just going to answer this one as well uh landsway see what you got to say and exactly jules and jamal um i'm actually a veteran myself i served six years in the united states army and um in the middle of my term and my contract, I watched this documentary. Um, and the name of it is called For the Love of Liberty, the Story of American Blacks and the Military, I believe. But it's For the Love of Liberty. That's the main story. And it just told the story of Black heroes and their pivotal moments in our U.S. military. And it made me think about how, how we have done so much for this nation and yet still in the blanket of an eye, you're looked at as a totally different person if you do something that is of that stereotype. You know what I mean? And you, and you know exactly what I mean when I say that. You're not American, you're African, you know? You know what, it's a, it's a, it's a pleasure to have you on the, on the show today, uh, Lance. Um, you, you, you said it yourself, you're a veteran and you've already experienced kind of being in the army and, and knowing what it's like, especially as a black person as well. Um, you, you're able to kind of offer that perspective. And uh, I think for myself, I don't reckon I could ever make that jump. There were definitely times um, in the past where the army recruitment uh <laughs> The, the, the way they recruit people is amazing. Like they sell you a dream. I'm not sure if you've had this in the past, Jamal, um, but especially when you've come from like an athletic background, they definitely tried to recruit you. And um, it was definitely an option that was on the table, whether I go to college, whether I, or university, or whether I go to the army, I, I still earn my degree and still do whatever it is that I can do. And uh, but you know the I guess the the fear is oh but whenever you know you are called to 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 fight in a war you have to go and do that that could be the war in Afghanistan Iraq um, or any other war that may arise in the future and for me just from how deep uh, I guess this country has uh, what's the word I guess conformed my lineage. <laughs> I, it, it, I just can't, do you know what I mean? It, it just wouldn't make sense. Um, but that, that, that don't get me wrong, there are definitely things that I would, I would fight for. And, uh, and, and one of those things being 
um, if I could, if we were to go back in time and, you know, our ancestors are, you know, trying to fight against slavery, I would be first in line for that fight, you know, mm. like I would totally be there for that because I'm protecting, you know, my, my history, you know, and part of that history that we have now, we don't know, you know, we don't know that history. If we look at my, my name, your name, Jam, like, those are not, you know, ancestral names. You know, those are names. Mm. Those are like, you know, those are colon colonized names. And we want to change. Like, I, I want to change. I would want to change that and fight for, you know, our original names, however we may come across them. So, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a difficult one for me, man. It's a difficult one. That's a good point, you know, about fighting for our original names, because um. Topical as well because Lewis Hamilton's looking to change his name to his mother's surname, mm. um, to kind of pay respect to that. And I think that 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 shows, I guess, for a guy of his stature to make that decision, shows the importance of our history and of our name, and the fact that he is knighted, and he wants to link that knighthood back to to his family's history. It's it's an important move, mm. and I think that will go over a lot of people's heads. The importance of that move mm. no it's true i think i don't think many people consider the name as that important sometimes um mm. i feel like i feel like especially in african culture your name is extremely important some of the ceremonies that go on for your name um sometimes you get like six seven names and it, it all has like a, a a deep meaning you know um and I, I like when you look at sometimes you look at English names, someone can correct me. But if you were like, you know, I don't know, Bob or Robert or whatever, like those names might not have a certain meaning to me. To be fair, I, I won't be surprised if names like David, obviously these, a lot of these are biblical names. They might have Hebrew names like it goes back to kind of like Jewish culture. Um, mm-hmm. But in terms of where we're from and where we originate from, be, like those names will have way more importance to us and connection to us and even more like you're more likely to carry yourself in a certain way so mm. those are that i'm 100 you know willing to willing to die for and go to war for especially if i have the tools to go to war as well so so yeah um i want to i'll quickly talk about i want to touch on the situation that we have with um the sanctions that the uk are doing on um, some of the, I guess, businessmen or oligarchs, as you say, uh, um, in the UK. So the biggest one, Chelsea Football Club, um, their owner, Roman Abramovich, is a, a billionaire who owns a football club and they've frozen all his uh, UK assets. Like, what's, what's your take on that? And, and do you reckon it will have any effect? Like, what's, your, what's your view? I guess... Him as a as as a person, the effect is I don't want to say minimal, but it doesn't hit as hard. But the fact they're doing it across the board in terms of all Russian oligarchs, that that has a deeper effect in terms of how it how it uh I guess takes money out of the Russian economy, which is like you said, this that's a different type of war. It turns into a trade war, and and the importance of that. Like I, I really, I, 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 at first I didn't understand it. I didn't think it was enough, but as I've, got, I guess, researched it, I found out that, okay, yeah, this, this will hit home. This will affect 
the 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 upper class Russians and and their wealth and their influence and their power they have in other European countries. So I understand it now, but at first I was definitely I was definitely like most thinking, is this necessary? Like is is this what we sh we should be doing? But yeah, I get it now. I get it. I hear you. I think, but I feel like then it's like there's it. It's like it's almost naive to think that there is no foresight from these people because, like someone like Roman Abramovich, if a war is about to happen, I'm sure he's gonna know. So when mm. it comes to his assets, I'm sure he's gonna be like, well, you know, they're gonna block this or they're gonna block that. So you're gonna have decentralized assets and I think um, it doesn't change his power that much the fact that he's probably just okay to just sell the football club without getting any money from it shows it probably doesn't make that much of a difference at all mm. personally you know um, we know the likes of Putin has assets you know things like um, the birth of like you know cryptocurrencies and Bitcoin and things like that are able they, th these things are used <laughs> in these types of situations right because you can hold you can hold value you can hold your assets in these places without anybody else taking it or touching it uh, and <clears throat> this is a big thing why a lot of governments are unsure or don't like cryptocurrencies because they can't take that control you know they can take control of the things that i guess are legitimate but things like cryptocurrencies and things like that these are decentralized Putin can own so many things and it's not attached to his name. You won't know. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And he can still yeah, purchase, he can still purchase weapons. He can still do whatever. And he can still influence European, um, European countries as well. So I feel like it's like, that's almost like walking into their hands. Personally, I think mm. it's like, if you do this, it's like, okay, great. We really expected that. We were, we're already protected. Do you know what I mean? They've been probably financing it for years. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Years and years and years and years. And, you know, when we're seeing spikes in Bitcoin and blah, 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 it's because there's billions of dollars or billions of pounds <laughs> going into yeah. these countries, like going into, you know, going into these things. So, yeah, we have to be careful, man, because we don't, we don't have the full picture of certain things. So that's another thing as well. So when you are going to war, you don't really know what it is exactly that you're fighting for or what mm -hmm. you might have we might have our personal thing that we feel like we're fighting for, which is like what uh, Lansway said, like your livelihood, when that changes and things like that, and that's what you're fighting for. But there's uh, there's other things, like right now we're, we're looking at it, it's like the East versus the West, right? Like that's mm -hmm. the that's like the, the, the big fight. So, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. No, I it's... feel like there's... A... Yeah, go on. No, I was just going to say, it's a, it's a tough one to analyze, like you said, like we... We don't know the the full story. We don't know the bigger picture on why the, why Putin has 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 gone and done this, and and what Abramovich has done previously to kind of sort himself out to make sure that he isn't as affected by these sanctions and the rest of the Russian oligarchs. So yeah, like you said, it's it's hard to to kind of paint a picture based on a true story. Mm -hmm. You've just got to kind of base it on what you know and do your own research. But. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, and also just a little bit of common sense as well, because we have to understand, like, when you're a businessman or when you're someone like Putin, you're thinking like 
four, five, six, seven steps ahead. So like, mm. when when someone does something like this, it's like okay, yeah, like we we probably knew that was about to happen, and it's like they're already thinking about you know maybe they might be thinking like years down the line, you know, like Putin. We sometimes have to put ourselves in Putin's shoes to get an understanding of what it is that he's doing and why he's doing what he is doing. There's other things at play where there's the um. The, is it like America, the European countries are all part of this NATO um, group, right? Where, um, you know, if, if anyone of them kind of goes to war, the others will kind of like back it, so to speak. Yeah. I don't know too much about that, but if Ukraine was to join NATO, then that means that Russia, because um, Russia obviously borders yeah, Ukraine, that means NATO would be basically at Russia's doorstep. Would you want that? No, mm. especially if if war does kick off. So mm. that you know that 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 becomes another thing as well. So I'm not saying that Putin's in his right mind to do what he's doing, or he's not in his right mind. But I don't know. <laughs> so, but he must have a reason to do this because he's doing it. You know, there's going to be so something he's checking, that he's holding yeah. now. Well, it's like it's out of out of fear almost when you put it like that. Yeah, he's trying to, uh, I guess, be react, you no, know, proactive to the situation, trying to gain control before he loses it, and then trying to regain it. Yeah, uh, yeah I've not actually, I've not actually, I've not actually thought about it like that. Yeah, because we we got to look at it as well because there's other countries that are going through wars in a different way. So if we was to use Jamaica for an example. Um, Jamaica is being sold and basically owned by the Chinese at this current moment in time, right? Mm. If the Jamaicans understood what was happening, it probably wouldn't happen. But because they don't have that foresight of, you know, um, they're, like the Chinese are basically going to gain control. Like, for example, I heard the, um, the Jamaican airport is not owned by Jamaica. It's owned by China and they pay lease to China for it. That's ridiculous. Crazy, crazy. <laughs> do you know what I mean? So then how do you, I don't know, how, like if you have foresight, you would never make that deal. You know what I mean? Mm. So we have to think mm. like, we have to think like that, you know? So over time, you know, it's great. Ah, oh, Jamaica's got a new airport. Jamaica's got brand new motorway all these things and it's being built and it like, makes it look good and it's great for terrorism it might bring some more money in but who owns it is not the jamaican and the jamaican mm. person isn't necessarily or the average jamaican person isn't actually reaping the rewards of that benefit so this that that war is in a different aspect that's an mm. economic kind of war you know because you're you're you're, you're seeing one thing and then you know whoever had the airport before the, maybe the government they're making the money but it's not the not the people of the country yeah, you know yeah. I mean? so they're losing out and then it's like before you know it you know chinese might be the second language uh and they've had they haven't had to use any force they haven't had to use any guns any weapons and before you know it it's just, it's like a another another China, so to speak. Do you know yeah, I mean? that's yeah, so, it's interesting. That's an interesting and important 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 topic because, like you said, that it, I guess that is a type of warfare in terms of 
gaining control over another country slowly but surely but still having that same impact but it just taking a longer time and there's less violence there's less destruction and it's almost doing it in a way that becomes acceptable to the people of Jamaica because that's what they're used to and slowly they they, they start to take over I think the same thing is happening in, in a few African countries as well I've seen a few friends talk about Nigeria and, and the impact the Chinese are having over there which is yeah it's scary man it's very scary because what we're seeing is a lot of people like we got like people like Akon like Akon is, an, is a great businessman man I, I don't I don't have anything bad really to say about him but he talks about getting a line of credit from China to be able to build certain things in um in Africa which is great but it, it only benefit it could only benefit him if he's the only one that can get that line of credit and mm. only and his his family line are all sorted. They can all live lavishly, live around the world or whatever. But then the people of the African country, wherever he's building these projects, if they're not able to benefit, then it's almost like a sellout. You know what I mean? Yeah, but he's doing so, it for his own benefit rather than the people. Exactly. It's, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's just making like he's he's making good moves. It's just making sure that his morals are still in place and that. He's not just lying in his own pocket and he's doing it for, I guess, the greater good of, of the country he's from. Mm. Well, what would oh, you yeah, do got... in that situation? Oh, oh yeah, let's hit, let's hit up Land's way. So I'll play, mm. I'll play it quickly. Well, they all started on this bullshit theory of trickle-down economics. And, you know, we have these bigger oligarch rich people make these big brass decisions for small minorities that are the the people that get the uh the brood of the, the bullshit, the brood of the bust. You know, they they don't have to go and walk outside and, and interact with this Chinese airport and never re- reap anything from it. You know, they are they're getting the benefits from it. They're getting the money, their 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 generational wealth is being built. So they don't see the harm that they're doing to this community and how much money they're taking away from just not giving uh, the community, the ownership of this airport and letting them run it and how would it actually run out? No, they're giving it to the oligarchs. It's a constant system of, oh, it'll sooner or later get down there to the poor people, but it never does. It's so important. Man. I'm, I'm, I'm just so happy that you, Landsway, you're listening and you're, you're on the same wavelength as us because, you know, what you're saying there is, is, is so true. Um, and that's why sometimes I want I want to like right, right now I want to I want to pose that question to you, Jam. Like, what would you do? Like, look, you want to start your business or whatever it is. You've got a great business idea. It could be for renewable energy, right? And the mm. Chinese like, look, we want to invest. Look, we'll give you a billion pounds. Like, what? Where does your moral take you? Do you know what I mean? I think what, what? I, I wouldn't <laughs> say I. I'd, I'd have to assess my situations, but it wouldn't be an instant note. So I think con- contractually, you can maybe put things in place that kind of benefits both parties. I know the Chinese still are slowly getting more power with that, but you can also make that benefit, I guess, the people of Jamaica in terms of ownership and all the people, whoever, whoever the people are going to be, if it was me, in terms of ownership and and the community and 
forward thinking down the line? Is there a, a, a buyout clause in there? Is there a reduced amount once they get their men, money back? I've got my Dragon's Den head on. But um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think there's there, there can be a way to make, make it work. Um, as long as I guess my morals are in place and and it's it's an offer that they'd accept at the same time. I think so. Just just to kind of back up on back on what you're the kind of like back up what you're saying. So what um, Nipsey Hussle used to say as well. He used to always talk about things happening on his term. So things mm. he wants is ownership. He's not giving up no ownership to nobody. Do you know what I mean? Like he might give up like a partnership. And you might do a partnership so you okay, you both both own 50-50, but he can't give up all his ownership. And it's it's mm. understanding things like that. When it comes to business, it's like it's got to make sense for both parties. And when it does make sense for both parties, you want to look at a fair deal, but you also have to have things that are non-negotiable. So if the Jamaican people were talking about this airport, the non-negotiable should be Jamaica owns Jamaican's airport. That's non-negotiable. Mm-hmm. You might want to fund it and you might want to do X, Y, Z, but we're going to always own, let's say, always 90% or something. You have, yeah. that, you have that percentage that's there and it's like, okay, that's a non-negotiable. And then that, because you know some of these non-negotiables is what protects your community. And I feel like that's, those are the things that you would have to have in your mind or be aware of um, to be able to make certain deals. So if you if the if the Chinese were to come to you with whatever, you know these are your non-negotiables. Because what we mm. end up doing sometimes is putting our non-negotiables of things that we want on a personal level. I want to make sure my kids are fine. I want to make sure that they can get to any college or university around the world that they might need to go to to achieve whatever it is that they might want to achieve. Um, I want to be able to have access to certain finances. So I got my other side businesses, you know, growing and booming or whatever. These things are all great, right? But that only helps out self and maybe your generation. And this is exactly what Lance Ray was talking about. And but that might not help the majority. And that's that's where we 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 lose as a people sometimes to a certain extent. Sometimes we just sort ourselves out, but we don't sort every, you know, we don't everybody else loses <laughs> sometimes mm. it's, like at the butt of, sure. it's at the butt of everyone else you know so it is it is it is difficult man it's uh let's play landry again i've learned something in my life short years of life um no one credits you money without them expecting you at least a small percent of you never paying it back and that's because they know that they will always have it in debtor having a debtor is a source of income it's a source of income that will forever be there so why are they even offering me this billion dollars do they think i'll be able to pay it back or do they think my idea is actually going to reap this this benefit of, of the billion dollars that it's supposed to be um in production for or are they just entrapping me so they can own it and once they own it they can move it about however they want and that's what's going on with land and farmland now. It's getting entrapped, owned, and then taken away. And then the food is being gerrymandered by war now. Um, Russia has most of our wheat supply. And that's a big fucking problem. That's crazy. I didn't that even know crazy. that. You know that? <laughs> yeah, no, Lansway's, Lansway's got the connect. He's got the connect. He's got the plug. 
because yeah, this is inf- information that's new to me. Yeah, like, th- and this is this is where war is bigger than it's just guns and stuff. Like, um, mm. like for example, how how did you feel when you saw the people from the UK volunteering to join the Ukraine's like army or military to try and help them, you know, fight this war? I mean, I guess it's it's honourable they're putting their lives. Um, I, I guess they're giving their lives to I guess help the people of Ukraine, but um, it, it just wasn't something that I'd can ever consider or it wouldn't ever enter my mind. I think I'd I could go down and go like the donation route or finding ways I can help the Ukrainian people, but it's I I would it's, I never thought it would be a place for me to risk my life or put my life at risk. Um, mm. in, in in exchange for that, mm. what about you? What were your thoughts like when you started seeing these people volunteer? I get yeah, like I, like Lance Ray said, their I, own livelihood. You know what? No offense to them, I get it. You know, we're in a we're in a say we're in a stage, um, in our lives or in a, a period in our lives where you know social media is so strong. So you know, every week you can feel so strongly about a subject. And mm. um, I think, to me, that's kind of what's happened here, isn't it? Like, everybody's, like, uh, feels so strongly about, you know, um, this situation. And it's, like, it's not right. And I get it. Like, you know, we are receiving information from news sources that show us that what Putin is doing is wrong. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and during wartime, there's a lot of propaganda that gets posted out there. So, and the way it is, the way it can be construed and the way it's being portrayed, especially here in the UK, you're definitely going to feel an emotional trigger to want to go and fight and help the Ukrainians out. And I can't lie, I probably had that same feeling. Mm. But then I have to ask myself, is what I'm going to do actually going to help them? (laughs) Um, I'm like, is what I'm gonna do out there actually gonna be of any help? Benefit? Yeah. Who does it? Does it benefit anyone? Yeah. Does it benefit any, anyone? Am I gonna be a liability? I don't speak any Russian. I don't speak any Ukrainian. So, I'm. What am I fighting for? Then, so I, I'm. I, that's how I'm gonna feel. I'm gonna ask these questions to myself. Um, then, and I'm like, okay, cool. I'm. I'm definitely not gonna have anything. Like no armor, helmets. I've never had any army training in my life. I don't see me going. I don't mm. see me putting my name up um, for that. But this is where, when you said it was honorable, I get it. But then at the same time, it's like, we have to add sense to it as well. Mm. And I think that if we just act straight off emotion, you're probably not going to last long. And mm. you're just going to be seen as this, like, uh, like you know, he 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 tried to help and he did he, he did what he could and it wasn't enough. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah, that's where it is. that's where it is for me. Like those guys who did go, it's like good on them, but I couldn't make that decision. I feel like I I don't know enough to even go and do any of it. You know, mm. I don't have a, I don't have enough information for me to be like, yeah. I'm gonna go towards the danger zone, you know. So unless it was be my in- people, mm. 
I was going to say it'd be interesting to uh, I know obviously there could be a way I don't know if there is but it'd, it'd be interesting to actually speak to those guys that went out there after like a week just to see if they feel like they've made the right decision and what their mm. thoughts are on on the battle they're facing just to see if their mm. their thoughts have changed I can imagine yeah. they probably feel more inspired and back back their situation once going over there though seeing yeah, bet... the the, the yeah. effects of the war and being closer to the Ukrainian people yeah and and also i feel like for sometimes it, it, the situation like this might just give meaning to their lives some people mm, like the guy sure. I mean, one guy was like retired or something right and like that might just give him reason you know it's like well i, I you know i served in the uh, I, served, I served in iraq i can do this you know and mm. i can't i can't i can't knock that i'm not going to say their reasons are not valid i can only give it from my perspective their reason is valid for themselves but for myself i would not be doing that um, and I, I'm I'm also not a person who just believes in peace as well. Like I want peace. Don't get me wrong, I really do. But there are times where, if you are attacking what I have, peace is not the answer for me. You know, like mm. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna just, you know, ah, uh, you know what? Let's just be cool. Um, like it has. You just to, can't I, take it. I, yeah, yeah. You can't just yeah, sit there and I, take it. Yeah, I can't. I can't just sit there and take it or you know like just forgive um maybe that's not the right word because there are elements of forgiving but like if i look at like something like what's happened to china china was never seen as this massive powerhouse like they are today but they've planned Mm. to, to come and do this and it also looks like they're infiltrating other places as well that's a plan so it's like i could forgive them and we could have been at peace all this time, but they're in the back making plans on how they're going to take regain control, you know? Yeah. So it's like, I can't forgive that. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I have to, I have to, I can maybe forgive, but then I can't be naive to think that nothing's going to come back. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, no, for sure. Yeah. For sure. That's, that's where I stand in the situation. And um, I, I hear that they're blocking Instagram in Russia. Uh, phew, I, uh, that sounds like a move that the Chinese would make um, mm. in the sense of, you know, just the way that they govern their people. Uh, you know, they do a lot of blocking of certain things and information and they only want, you know, their people to see the information that they are giving to them, which is a dangerous thing. Um, but it's also dangerous on our side as well because we get given a lot of misinformation and people run away with that as well. Um, so you have to find a balance, you know. Uh, uh, so it's a, it's, it's a scary time. Um, and right now it just feels like a, a big, a massive, like, vendetta between the West and the East. And mm-hmm. I, already, I already have my opinions on the West. Uh, obviously, I, the West is probably all I've ever known. So... Some people were like, well, why would you ever go against this? Do you not, like, you always want, you know, um, the opportunity to make it big and, you know, be rich and all this other stuff. And it's like, you know what, I can't lie to you. Like, those things that get dangled in your face sometimes and you weigh up in your importance of life or once you die and you look at, like, okay, what was really important? I don't think you're going to say any of those things. Mm. Um, you know, you're, you're not going to be like, yeah... I was so good that I 
you know, was I came up from something and had, had nothing, and now I'm the richest man in the world. And that's not to put anybody off like becoming rich. I do think it's a it's still a great achievement, but in terms of your meaning of your life, it, it, it it's a bit different. Uh, you know, that I feel like there has to be some kind of like purpose because whether it may, whether it's like you know I'm gonna feed people, I'm gonna heal people, I'm gonna you know I'm gonna do do something else is um I don't know it's like you you still need that kind of meaning in life and I think sometimes that's the part of the west that I don't like but then I guess the east <laughs> they they live in a, in a in a different way you know right now it's like a democracy against a dictatorship so like one man having all the power but then it's like I, there's an element of where like if I did want one man to have all the power I probably want Putin than than Boris Johnson, <laughs> if you get what I mean. So it's like it's 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 like there's no right answer. It's like the best of two poisons sometimes, and you're just trying to take yeah, the no, best of what you like. You know what I mean? You're just trying to take like the best of what you like, like you know, the, uh, in a dictatorship. Sometimes what they what they aim for is everybody to have the same things, um, so everyone's on the same level. But then, with everyone being the same level, there's still that one person who has the most power, and mm-hmm. then they can take li- they can take liberties with that power, and then, then you're gonna be like, no, I'd rather be in a dictatorship, you know? Yeah, oh, I mean, yeah. Uh, in a yeah, no, not dictatorship, in a democracy. democracy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's 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 I just find it mad that there's that it's it's only those two spectrums. I don't like it. Yeah, it's either <laughs> one or the other. Yeah, it's a bit mad. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's kind of like you want it's like football you kind of want fan ownership in there somewhere <laughs> you, want, yeah. you want the people to be more involved but yeah yeah it is what it is for now and until we can understand or see life in a different way and this is all that we have um mm-hmm. i think there's an element that we can learn maybe from like the animal kingdom whether like people in the animal kingdom like how do how do ants work i know there's like the queen ant or whatever but like they're all doing their thing but who knows they might be complaining like wow i've got to carry this leaf and she don't have to carry mm. this and she does all this like i mean like, yeah, yeah yeah like it's it's like we might have to understand how other economics of the world work because that's how it works and it things work in systems and, and and things like that it's like okay what's the best system um, mm. And is there one just best system, or can every system work? But it just every system will just have their their moment in time. Mm. Yeah, maybe that's yeah. maybe that's it. Maybe that so, is it. That's that is a strong a strong statement there. <laughs> yeah, it, mm. yeah it, you know, you know, this episode has uh has gone real deep. To be fair, I didn't I expect it to go that deep, but um, there's mm. still way more to talk about in terms of no, Ukraine and stuff. But I know we're, we're approaching. We're approaching that time um, for you. I don't know how much time you got left, but uh, mm. yeah, man. I've got a bit of time can... still. But yeah, shout out to Landsway as well, because yeah, yeah, I've learned a few things in the last fifty minutes, and and his insight into, I guess, his past and and his time in the the military in the US and his information on 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 Russia and what they provide to the rest of the world. Yeah, it's been it's been insightful. So yeah, shout out to him. Yeah, man, big shout out to him. He he did so much, uh, and just speaking speaking on his his time in the military as well, it just gives you a different perspective. That's if that is if 
everything what he was saying is true because sometimes mm. information you know what i mean you know what people are like on the internet but yeah man mm. big him up is, is, is a lot and it's clearly a lot more for us to learn as well just even like the whole perspective on what's happening in russia i did see on half cast podcast is that what they call themselves i think they changed their name now um yeah uh you know they they, they brought up one of the propagandists like how this war is like more important than the war in Syria or the war in Iraq. And it's like, come on. Yeah, uh, we didn't get to touch on that. Yeah. We didn't get to so, touch on that because that's been something that's been circling social media about the importance of each war and and people as a whole and different communities, different races, and how media highlights the one over the other and stuff like that. But yeah, we'll have to uncover that on Yeah, we yeah, yeah, we definitely do. You have to uncover it. Maybe on another in the next episode, maybe we do a mm. part two, who knows? But um, mm. you know, these these are the things that can happen when you don't own your, I guess your your narrative. You need to be able to own your narrative. So um, I know you mentioned this in the past, but if you know that like, people, if you say anything about anyone that's Jewish or whatever, instantly they come out and shut it down. You know, mm. like that's power. Um, and other races, other races sometimes don't have that power. Um, mm. And that's where it's like, it probably does make sense to own your own media um, and things like that. And that's probably with the power of us having our own podcast as well. We can say things that we feel and people who listen to what we say can get, they can also gain a different perspective uh, as opposed to what's already out there. So, mm, so sure. yeah, man. So for yeah, sure. no, there's no hot seat question this week. I can't lie to you. Um no hot seat question, but we can just leave it for the followers, isn't it? Like, what are you willing to die for? Let us know in the comments below. Um, if you do listen to this on YouTube, this will be up on YouTube. Um, uh, and if you are listening to this on Spotify, Google, uh, Google Podcasts, Amazon, please just do us one favor and just hit that follow or subscribe button. It just helps us out a lot. Um, and, you know, expect some more things coming from myself and Jam in the social living podcast and also don't forget to follow us on our instagram page i'm going to throw that into the um into the description of of this episode as well hit that up um my boy jam is going to be handling that <laughs> and um yeah, yeah man we'll see we'll see where we go so love peace and yeah that's a wrap